One of my favorite enigmatic, really quite eccentric characters from history is Charles de Gaulle, the leader of the Free French during the years of World War II, and eventually the founder of and president of the Fifth Republic of France. In fact, if you've ever seen our logo for the Unionist podcast and also for the anchor class here in Colorado, you've seen that it's a two-bar anchor. And that two-bar actually has something to do with the Free French uh, as they fought through World War II. It's part of the crazy thinking of my brain. But he's someone I think about. I, I really admire many parts of his legacy, certainly his fortitude, his courage, and his leadership through many a tough time, both during World War II and the years afterward. When I read about people like him, who are so outside of the stream of normalcy in terms of the way they think and operate, I always take note of what would seem to be the pillars, really the, the focal points of the way they live their life, the way that they uh, look at other people, look at whole countries, whole systems. And for de Gaulle, this would be a Eugene thesis, by the way, I think there are four pillars. And I want to share those with you and then talk about why they're meaningful to me as we think about how we're trying to follow Jesus. So, the first one, vision. In one of his early works, it was a book that was put out into a very uncertain period of of military thinking in France. Everyone in France before World War II, between the two wars, was thinking that all they had to do was have what was called the Maginot Line. This is on the eastern side of France to keep out the Germans. And so the French military establishment put all their confidence in these fortifications. Essentially, we now have a huge barrier, a fence to keep out those Germans. Well, de Gaulle did not entirely agree. He believed that there had to be a new army, a new way of thinking, of having uh, quick movements. He was a believer in tank warfare. And so listen to what he wrote about the spirit of the new army. This was between the two wars. He wrote, The spirit of the new army, its soldiers would offer spiritual and moral ballast to a society that had lost its bearings. In essence, this new army that he envisioned, its soldiers, they themselves had to carry a spirit and sort of a morality that would act as ballast. Picture a ship that has to have weight in its hull to keep it steady and true. That's what he saw the new army doing for a society that had really lost its bearings, its moorings, if you will. That's the first pillar. The second pillar, I would call it the power of directed solitude. This is a quote from de Gaulle himself. He wrote, All those who have done something valuable and durable have done so alone and in silence. De Gaulle was known for his intensity, his secrecy, and his ability to focus his entire intellect and will upon certain issues and problems, and on his own, come forward with, at times, brilliant thinking, clear thinking. But he said he had to do it on his own and in silence. That's the second. The third, I would say de Gaulle was unreasonable and fixated. 
in June of 1942, in the middle of the war, while he himself was exiled and in London, he stood before a great crowd of people and said this. Chamfort wrote, The reasonable have survived. The passionate have lived. To me, that captures a lot of the spirit of de Gaulle. People around him, certainly the Vichy government in France during World War II, they thought of themselves as being reasonable. They were appeasing. They were working with the Nazis. They were doing whatever Hitler said. They thought of themselves as reasonable. And guess what? They thought they would survive. De Gaulle was totally fixated. He, he was passionate about the spirit and the glory of France. And so he knew, even then in 1942, in the darkest days of World War II, he knew that he was living and that he would continue to fully live. And then finally, the fourth pillar. I would say throughout his entire life, whether he was a general or eventually president, he was always at war. The biographer Julian Jackson wrote this of de Gaulle. He said, one of his favorite quotations, he quoted it in a lecture to officers in 1927, was from Hamlet. To be great is to sustain a great quarrel. In essence, de Gaulle never relaxed. Whether he was a young colonel, whether he was general, whether he was president, whether he was a private citizen, he recognized that life in some ways is always a battle. War is all around us, even if it's peacetime. And so he always sustained the great quarrel. In his case, the great quarrel that was the glory of France. So why do I share all this with you? I share it with you, friends, because I too believe that we need vision. We need to think of ourselves as soldiers of the new army of the kingdom of heaven. Yes, we fight a battle of love. Yes, we go out into this world with the kindness, the meekness of our Savior Jesus. But it is for us to be the spiritual and moral ballast of a society that has lost its bearings. Not to throw that in people's faces, but deep down in the hull of the belly of our society, our culture, to show the way of Jesus so that it corrects the path, so that it actually creates balance, truth, goodness. But we must do it quietly. Our lives must be the spiritual and moral ballast for the world today. That's your job. I believe that every day, we too need that power of directed solitude. Because we are doing something valuable and durable. We are showing the way of the kingdom of heaven to this world day in and day out. So how do we begin? I believe we must begin each day alone and in silence. To sit with our living Savior and to receive from him the courage and the, the peace and the joy and frankly the power to go out and to live it one more day again. We can only do that alone. And then our concerted efforts, uh, you, me, the other millions of people who call on this name of Jesus, we then go out into the world, out of our directed solitude to show people that it is viable, valuable, durable. I think we need to be unreasonable, fixated, I think we do not need to do business with the idea that this lifetime we have to make it work. We have to be reasonable with the way we go about the stratagems of the kingdom. Do not live that way anymore. 
The Sermon on the Mount is an unreasonable sermon. The last discourse Jesus gives us, John 13 to 17, it's unreasonable. We need to fixate entirely upon the passion of Jesus. Yes, the passion weak, but also that fire that burned within him day after day after day to love everyone, to heal, to speak, to be around, and to love. And then finally, I think we need to remember that we are always at war, that there is no let up in what we are doing, that we are sustaining a great quarrel with the brokennesses of the world and with the evil of the evil one. We have to be steadfast. We have to say, no, the way of the kingdom of heaven is truth, and I will live that truth and prove that truth one more day. Friends, you and I, very much most likely will never be a Charles de Gaulle. We will not be written about in the history books. But our concerted effort, being visionaries, operating out of directed solitude, being unreasonable and totally fixated on the face of Jesus, and always being at war in this way of love that we're living, it will live forever. So if you want to live a grand, glorious, big life then live it truly and with great intensity in a manner very similar to what we see in the life of de Gaulle, whether or not history remembers you. What a thing it is to follow the deathless one, to know that what we do echoes out into this beautiful thing that is the kingdom of heaven. It advances where we go today. Let's go do it. Let's go live it. Thanks for listening, friends.